Coming to you live from Plug It Studios in beautiful Largo, Florida. We are keeping you plugged in with episode 369 of F5 Live. Refreshing technology. This other show is just becoming a problem for you. You should cancel it. It's becoming a distraction. It's an enhancement, not a distraction. Get it right. Catch it however you want. But <laughs> this week, Clippy might invade Minecraft. Hackers invade the Bitcoin founder's email. And Apple evades the I generation of devices. Say Nick. Nick. Oh, look at that. You got it. First try and quickly. Oh, but there's that heavy breathing again. That's all the smells. That I was going to say that will allow you to smell the smell better. You must be talking about the new tech smell. Indeed I am. Because gotta think this show, this show, this show right here. This one here? This one right here is part of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. I'm Nick. And I'm Scott. And we're here. We are. Ha ah, ah. We're here. We are. Wherever you may be and <laughs> however you may be accessing our show, whether it be Facebook, iTunes, Zoom, F5Live.tv, the podcast play app available in the Windows Store on our new home over the Tech Podcast Network live stream, or of course, on our apps. Pluginslive.com slash apps. They're free 99. This is the best part. They're free 99. It means no money for those of you who aren't with it. Get them on WebOS and all of the Windows environments that may exist in your happy home. Pick them up. Thanks for making us part of your day. But of course, there is one place you can go to get all of the content as it happens on your phone, computer, or tablet. It's a true story. That's by going to f5live.tv and clicking the subscribe buttons on the right-hand side. Audio, video, social, special events, pilch point, nightcap, and the 3000 Brigade podcast. I was wondering if you were going to remember the name of it because you had this panicked look on your face. I was It was excitement. Is that what it was? Yep. You just don't want Aaron to know that you forgot the name of the show. I got it. <laughs> I'm wearing this shirt, man. You could have just looked down and yet you still panicked. Then it would have said presents Brigade 0003. OOE, technically. E. Yeah. Which wouldn't it? Ooh-ee. Explain. <laughs> <laughs> The 3000 Brigade is a live-action comedy troupe that does a cosplay multimedia show. I have killed Nick. It's wonderful. <laughs> dead. Wooey. Um, Their next show is in three weeks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I will, of course, be there, as always. Um, and... Leading up to this next show, they are doing a podcast. It's now they're going to do it after as well, but leading up to it, and uh, I have minorly kind of hijacked their panel. That's cool. <laughs> Post show too. That's cool. Um, the Three Thousand Brigade podcast talks about what it takes to put on one of these shows. It turns out a lot, months and months of work from thirty plus people to uh, to make this happen. Uh, it's been wonderfully funny. Yeah, it's great. Um, Somewhat uh, punny. Well, I mean, 
anytime you have the 3000 Brigade involved, it's going to be funny. Yeah. Uh, this week, they had uh, a new member on. New Bobby. Which is... Better than New Brian. Fair enough. Um, which is exciting. It's It's fun to hear from a first-time cast member uh, what the process is like. So uh, definitely check it out. It's available uh, on the website under the, the subscriptions on the sides. You can't miss the big, bright red logo. <laughs> it's flashing lights. It's great. That, of course, is one of our shows on our family of content. But this right here is our flagship show, F5 Live Refreshing Technology, here on the Plug It's Live family of content. Show airs Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Time for about an hour. And uh, is posted between Sunday night and Monday morning for your drive to work, school, or what have you. In you'll guessed it. You'll guessed it? Studio quality sound. That was creepy and kind of awesome. And I promise you, unscripted. Making my stomach hurt a little. You'll guessed it. You'll... I was going to say you'll never guess, and then you guessed it. I know. And... I know what happened. You'll guessed it. Doesn't make it... 369 episodes, and I still don't talk good. (laughs) Listen. You'll guessed it. You'll guessed it. Studio quality sound. You can go download the show at your leisure. Consume it as a zombie. Nom, nom, nom. Get that content when you want to, and that's all well and good. That's an incentive for you. But for those who want interaction, we get it. You want to chat with us. You can do so live in the studio every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. By going to f5live.tv slash join us. Stay tuned in the chat room, exclusive to our live listeners. And then at some point, we help you YouTube people out, and that's fine. With the epic award-winning um, Super Bowl champions. Can't, huh. uh, you know, whatever. From last season. From last season. We're okay. reigning right now. It's great. 2-0. <laughs> the nightcap. Where we ask each other random questions that we don't, uh, we don't really think about too much prior to the show. Sometimes Scott comes up with them. Sometimes I come up with them, but this week we are continuing the uh, the course. We're staying the course of having other people ask us questions. Yes. We've had Nakia ask us, Avram has asked us, and he's going to ask us again. Tonight's question is... Uh-oh. What gadget of yours, what old gadget of yours do you wish you still had? Oh. And didn't throw away. Didn't throw away. Oh. Oh, I got it. Okay. Cool. Thanks, Avram. We will talk to you in a little bit. All right. Oh. So that's Avram Pilch, the online editorial director for Laptop Mag and Tom's Guide. Um, he's also an Academy Award winner. <laughs> he is also Nobel Peace Prize nominated. <laughs> he is um, two times. Twice. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> he's won a Streamy, an Emmy, a Webby, a Weeby. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. This guy is amazing. <laughs> He's I'm dying not, over I'm here. I'm not entirely here. sure what's happening. I don't know but what's Abram's happening. Abram's enjoying it. Abram so that's... is a celebrity, all thanks to this show right here. <laughs> so he will be on in just a little bit. He just got back from California. Not at all from the fact that he's... He's a, a high-ranking staff member of of two well-known web properties. It's not that. It's it's where, got everything wait, to do with where where well-known. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! I didn't know which two. <laughs> F- 
F5 Live and the Pilch Point. Keep going. Got it. Okay. Yeah, he'll be on to talk about everything that happened at the biggest event this week, which <laughs> was the Intel conference over in San Fran. San Fran. Yes. San Fran. Right. Intel Developer Forum, right? That's the name of it. We'll be talking gadgets and tech things and whatnots. And processors and all the things behind the things. The Internet of Thing things. Indeed. The things behind the Internet of Thing things. Mm. And those things that run the Internet. It's going to be great. There's, there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> he started it. Pre-show, he's like, there's this Internet of Thing thing. And I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> it's on now. But anyway, all of that coming up later. We obviously need to talk about some I things. And we will do that in this segment, ironically enough. So let's let's get into it. Oh, we're going to fight? I thought we were going to get into it. This week's Nifty Gifties on F5 Live. Hey, they are nifty. They're Nifty Gifties. Probably powered by the Microsoft Store. Hey, do you wish you had a computer? You do wish? I wish I had a computer. You have one. Oh, I do. You have several. I have a computer right here. But for those that don't, maybe you're stuck with an old computer. Maybe you have something that just isn't getting production things done for you. You can't actually do computer work on some of these devices out in the market. Look no further. This one. Right. (laughs) Than a Surface Pro 3 by Microsoft. They have been selling like crazy right now because they can do everything a MacBook can do. They can do everything a Chromebook can do, but you get the full functionality of a Windows computer computer. that can actually perform tasks and save things to, you'll guessed it, a hard drive. (laughs) That's the craziest part about all of this. Solid state. Right. It's still a hard drive. It's a drive that's in your computer that you can save things to. Indeed it is. And that's important. And if you buy it right now, you can save some money on a bundle. You can pick up Office 365 and you can get, you'll guessed it, one terabyte. It's insane. Of OneDrive storage. You could save everything on the cloud if you wanted to. Almost. I mean, you could save the whole internet on the cloud with one terabyte, I think. Well, I mean, technically the whole internet is on the cloud. That's kind of the point paradigm shift go check out the surface pro 3 and all the great features that microsoft has to offer at f5live.tv slash microsoft so switching gears a little bit from microsoft to apple we go gear is samsung oh i'm sorry what are you doing wrong segment (laughs) we'll change gears to watches of and then war. we'll continue the watch conversation to Apple. Um, so by now, everybody knows Apple had a press conference this week, oh. um, which if you tried to watch it, I mean, you couldn't have just watched it. That's not how the technology of the event worked. But we if, couldn't we couldn't watch it. If you tried to watch it, huh, it's funny. Um, I see what you did there. <laughs> Oh, it's going to be one of those nights. Uh, Pun panels. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you already know what was announced, right? Even if you didn't try to watch it, you have probably read about it. There's there's a watch and a payment platform and a couple of new phones or just new sizes of phone as Apple tends to go. Um, whatever. Meh. We're not going to cover that. Everybody else has covered that in in great detail, and I'm not all that interested 
You're not interested in brand new inventions that have never been seen in technology before? Yeah. like That's why you're not interested in Apple products. Yeah, exactly. Um, I couldn't watch it. Not because the stream went down 84 times and started the half hour late. But, but because you don't have any Apple technology. Very elitist. I couldn't watch it. Even if I wanted to. I couldn't uh, even trick my Chrome browser into, I, into watching it. I, I almost took a picture. Because sitting at my desk uh, uh, in the office next door, I have 227, uh, a 22, a 19, no, two 19s inch screens. I've got my, my Surface Pro, which is on my lap right now. I have a laptop. And out of all of that, the thing I had to watch the press conference on was a fourth generation iPod Touch. <laughs> <laughs> Abram says only the true believers can be saved. But I want to convert. <laughs> um, so I had an iPod Touch and 10,000 inches worth of, of screen real estate on my it. desk. And I'm watching it on, you know, a huge Apple screen of Trying three and to. a half inches. Trying to. Well, there's that. Um, but anyway, so new things coming out ish. Eh, whatever. Doesn't matter. That's not <laughs> that's not the point Abram is being super funny tonight. Um the the thing that came out of this that was important to me was that the Steve Jobs Apple is complete. And though he died 3 years ago um it has taken until just now for his Apple to finish running its course. Up until now, we've seen nothing from Tim Cook but updates to Steve Jobs' products. Picking up the note cards and reading them off. Abs- almost as if he was trying to be Steve Jobs. Yeah. Uh, and this week, he both let go of that and tried to show a new Apple that's a Tim Cook Apple. Now, why do I say that? Well, one, he spent no time on stage, which is very not Steve Jobs. Uh, Jobs, I think, liked the sound of his own voice and would talk in public as much as humanly possible. Um, My kind of guy. And Tim Cook did not do that. He let other people in in a uh, almost a, a Microsoft style let other people announce their own things. Uh, you know, we've seen it like the Xbox presentations. Nobody stays on stage. None of the executives stay on stage very long. They let the people who are in charge of the divisions talk about their thing. And that's what uh, Tim Cook did here. But more importantly... We saw two new, honest-to-God, new Apple products announced. Now, neither one of them are particularly innovative or interesting, but that's not the point. The point is that Apple has launched two new things to their lineup uh, this week, or at least announced them, and neither of them conform to the Steve Jobs naming convention. Now... That naming convention started in 1998 when Steve Jobs came back to Apple after his, um, we'll call it a hiatus. 
That's a good name for it. a forced get out of your own office. Forced vacation. <laughs> um, he came back to Apple and they launched the iMac. And that set the tone for the next nearly two decades of Apple. Um, though the i originally stood for internet, internet Mac, uh, it stopped being that after the iMac because the next product in the collection was the iPod, which had no internet access. So um, instead, it meant a personalized experience, something uh, very close to the person, which if you think about it, the iPod, the iPhone, the iPad, very kind of personal devices. You don't share your phone with too many people. You don't share your tablet with too many people. They're very personal devices. And so while not the original intention of the lowercase i at the beginning of the product name, we'll accept that it evolved its its purpose with time. Um, And it has... It has really existed super long term. We've got everything from, like I said, the the iMac and the iPod, the iPhone, the iPad. But then we have uh, we've got products like iBook, iTunes, iWork, iLife. So software products too, all released under this naming convention. And it it became so important. Uh, for whatever reason, well, uh, the the lowercase i became so synonymous with gimmicky gadgety things That's that that we've got uh, uh, i lounge. Well, uh, there's there's the company that that comes on the CES broadcast every year that makes like meat thermometers and yeah. things, and their company name has the lowercase i at the beginning. There, like it. There's hundreds of companies whose either company name or product name all have the lowercase i. Jumped on the ship, right? Yeah. Um, They might not even be related to Apple products. Right. Absolutely. And then then there's at CES, there's a whole section of the show floor called the iLounge, which I don't know that that's what it's called this year, but that's okay. It has been for the last couple of years, despite Apple's non-participation in CES. And it's just booth. It doesn't look like a lounge at all. Well, there's that. Uh, so fun fact. So it that lowercase i has kind of happened, and it grew to the point where, for a lot of us, we other than the couple of little Apple products that have the i on them, the lowercase i is kind of synonymous with garbage. Yeah, it's turned in because it's like cheap plasticky things that aren't right. aren't for Apple products. They're just that are just uh, there. Right. So with that said, like I clean and like all these weird, like screen cleaner products. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I love like, what are yeah, they? which are he- just standard headphones and Bluetooth speakers headphones and stuff. Just, it really went wrong. And Tim cook has recognized that that has gone wrong. And the two new products that were announced this week, do not have the eye on them. Despite the fact that leading up to this announcement, if you read anybody, I mean, I don't think we ever talked about the rumors, but I think I think even uh, probably Laptop Mag talked about the rumors of, of the iWatch or at one point 
uh, I time was kind of bouncing around as a possible name. We, it was just assumed that it was going to conform to this naming convention and it didn't. What it did was conformed to a, a name that existed in the company, but hadn't been used on but one product, the Apple TV. And uh, physically on the Apple TV, there's the, there's the Apple logo and the letters TV. And that's all that's on the top. But we all know that it's called the Apple TV. Well, this week, these two products, the Apple Watch and Apple Pay, both went that way. Yep. When you say them out loud, you say Apple Watch. But in the branding, it's the Apple logo and the word watch. Which is interesting uh, in, a, in a super odd kind of a way. But what's important is it's unique and cannot be jumped on in the way that the eye was jumped on. It's what Nike does with all of their stuff. The pro combat is a swoosh yeah, pro they, combat. They never thing. use the word Nike. They nope. always use the logo. And you know what it is. Absolutely. And and they're trying to replicate that and create their own because now, they lost their own. Absolutely. Now they're trying they, to get that back. Everybody jumped on that eye and and Apple lost control of their own branding. And I think I think this is a little bit of Tim Cook trying to put himself into the company. It's mm-hmm. a little and and let the jobs era go. But I also think it's it's somebody inside the company kind of knowing what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. By saying sure. by doing this we're in line with a number of companies including our partners like Nike. Um and it's something that can't be jumped on. Nobody else You can't infringe on that. Right. Nobody else <laughs> Can can dump the Apple logo at the top of a word, like they could the lowercase i at the top of a word. So, it's interesting. Obviously, existing products will, for now, maintain their naming convention. I have a feeling that at some point, yeah. just before Tim Cook gets himself fired, that that he will try to bring existing products under the naming convention. I don't think it would be a good move for him. iPhone. Right. That can't be not iPhone. Uh, Can it? Apple phone? Like, that's weird. It it does sound weird today, but my guess is that just before he gets himself fired and Jimmy Iovine takes over as CEO. (laughs) No, no. Dre's taking over as CEO of Apple. Let's just be honest with ourselves. (laughs) I I have actually said since they made this purchase that they – that Apple purchased their next CEO Ooh, in Jimmy Iovine. That I, makes sense. I think that's what the purchase was about, not about the headphones. But uh, we'll put that aside. Uh, Beats is another good example. They they in their brand names they don't use Everything the word. Is the they just use the B. Trademark, and everybody baby. knows what it is. Yeah, so got to. Um, it's it's interesting. Uh, I think it's actually a good move for them. I agree. To, to retire the I because. It's not unique anymore. It doesn't indicate anything other than garbage to the to the general population. I won't even touch any product that is I anything at this point. Right, because you've got things like I products or whatever the they, meat thermometers. I mean, just weird stuff. Um, so I think this is a good move for him. I think we're going to see this be the thing for them going forward for a while it it got bad when non-tech products that weren't showcased even in a tech sphere 
we're becoming eye things. Uh-huh. Like you can go to arts and craft stores and buy eye craft. I'm like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah. Something's so, not right here. So they, they totally lost control over over their brand identity and over the brand quality. And so I, I think this is a good move for them. And for me, it was the important thing that came out of the press conference. None of the none of the products were particularly important to me because all right, so we have an Android Wear level smartwatch that is no more inspired than any of the Android Wear smartwatches. Okay. Um, We have uh, Google Wallet. I'm sorry. Microsoft Wallet. Nope. Mm -mm. Apple Pay. Sorry. Uh, Just nothing is particularly inspired. The only thing from Apple Pay that I think is inspired, inspired, is useful, is the fact that NFC is going to come to some big retailers because of it. (laughs) Yeah, just because Apple said so. (laughs) But uh, it also means that Google Wallet and Microsoft Wallet and PayPal and all of those things are going to be able to work there now too. So, right, which, uh, is, which is good. But yeah, so I, I think this was the important thing to come out of it is Tim Cook is showing he's in charge. And now he either hangs himself or leads Apple to the next generation. Right. He's, he's not capable of just sitting on the fence like he has for the last three years. He's put himself out there and now the public will make their decision. Is Tim Cook the guy who will continue to run this company or... Is he going to hang himself? Is he going to put himself out of his own job? That's a whole conversation for another time. Indeed it is. This week's Pilch Point with Avram Pilch is proudly powered by Monster Products. We've been having them on our heads for quite some time. We've talked about them here and there on the show, but they're finally a proud partner with us here on the show why monster products at least for these headphones that you see wearing on our head well pure monster sound is number one and number two you hear what you're supposed to hear you know i'm tired of this guy i know you can agree with me any headphone we've owned in the past everything we've put in our ears on our ears or over our ears something hasn't sounded right with our voices it's been something it's either too deep or too high or too just nothing's been right i can't edit that way Right. You can't hear yourself that way. We can't listen for rumbles during our live productions. We can't listen to our favorite songs knowing that something just doesn't sound right. I don't right. want to boost in a place that doesn't need a boost. I want to hear what I'm supposed to hear. These monster headphones do that for us. What we're wearing on our ears is I have the DNA Pro over ear noise isolating. And these are the DNA Pro on ears. And they're great. We have those. We have a pair of trumpets we like to use. I use them at the gym. I don't. Yeah. Well, there's that. Um, I love getting comments. Are those are those monster trumpets? Yeah. You're wearing them at the gym. Yeah. Aren't they like 400 bucks? Eh. (laughs) Uh That's very elitist of you. I like that. That's good. It's a little more uh, Apple of me, I think. But um, I don't I can't wear in ears. Uh, right, kind of at all, and I wear the trumpets all the time because they're not only do they actually replicate sound the way they're supposed to, but they're comfortable. I've not they're I can wear these with glasses without them feeling like they're pressing against my ears. Yep. You can wear them in your ears. Alante can wear them in his ears, and he's got little tiny ear holes that ever. And, and he has he has the in ear version of these. Right. So 
they have all shapes and sizes, all types of forms, all types of price points. You can definitely find a pair that works for you, but don't take my word for it. Go check them out yourself. Monster products, monster headphones available at f5live.tv slash monster. Oh yeah, there's the music. And that music means it's time for the Pilch Point with online editorial director of Laptop Magazine and Tom's Guide, Abram Pilch. Abram, are you there? Yes! Excellent. I am. What's up, Abram? Ah, I'm good. How are you guys? Doing great, man. I'm monster-powered right now. It feels good. Fantastic. It's good to have a a sponsor on the segment that uh, exists. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty... uh, pretty reputable one yeah indeed Uh, it's a good place to be abram you also are pretty reputable yourself let them know who you are and where you're from where are you from so i am the online editorial director for (laughs) tom's guide and laptop mag you can find us at tomsguide.com or laptopmag.com or follow me on twitter at geek in chief to read all of our latest mobile and not so mobile news right and we're going to talk about a little bit of both here you uh took a private g4 jet chauffeured <laughs> all the way out to san fran and chauffeured uh, uh, well, yes I, he didn't he doesn't fly, fly it himself he's not he's not a list he's b list we talked about this he's working his right. way up he's a b plus working his way on a list a listers fly themselves um i don't know why so that's travolta yeah and, okay. the, and the rock okay <laughs> cruise um you went out to san fran you went all the way to the west coast home of avocados and the governor and i don't know why i went british i don't know because I, I think you were going for governator yeah governator and you went to intel's uh secret lab <laughs> not not so secret no uh every every september they hold the intel developer forum uh, just like Microsoft holds the Build Conference in the spring, and Google holds Google I/O, and Apple holds uh, the Worldwide Developer Conference, uh, so a lot of the major companies hold their own developer conferences, and supposedly these are for uh, developers to learn about the latest technologies from Intel. Uh, in this case, uh, but they always announce some great stuff. It's always a really good press event. Uh, this year, a little bit lighter on the keynotes than prior years. Only the first day did they have a real keynote, uh, but we got to see some great. I got to see some great things, and uh, what's really neat is that there's just a huge. They have a lot of demo booths uh, with a lot of Intel stuff and non-Intel stuff from partners. Uh, that's just really interesting and groundbreaking. So it's it's a really good show to go to from a news perspective. Uh, and the big thing that flew a little bit under the radar, but not exactly under the radar at this year's show, was the Intel's Edison chip. So their Edison chip is a really tiny, it's about the size of, oh, an SD card, let's say, a little, maybe a little bigger, uh, chip, system on a chip. It's 22 nanometers, dual core. It has, um, it has Wi-Fi in it. It has a variety of sensors and it can be put onto a larger board for more sensors and what it is for is not your computer but for internet of things things internet of things (laughs) devices Uh, and so there were a lot of neat things that were using Edison 
which by the way is only globally only it was just event announced but they apparently had some people working on it or working with it early uh and the coolest thing that i saw uh the coolest things that i saw were uh smart clothing so the first thing i saw was from intel labs china and intel labs china had uh something where it's an undershirt the undershirt wearer is a person that you want to track let's say it's your elderly grandma or something like that and you put this on her it's an ekg sensor and then it transmits her vitals into the cloud where you uh the uh caregiver let's say get the, get this information transmitted to you now it we've seen things before that promise this at, at uh, computex there was a company called aiq showing off a similar solution uh, but what's interesting about this one is that it actually uh, not only does it use clothing to gather the information, it uses clothing to transmit the to convey the information. So uh, you have a choice: you can wear either a necklace or a tie, and your necklace or tie will light up to show you how Grandma is feeling. How not only how she's feeling physically, but it will use an algorithm to determine her emotional state. So. You might see, uh, you know, wow, my necklace is blinking, uh, blinking blue. Grandma's asleep. Oh, my necklace is blinking green. She's in a good mood. Uh-oh, it's red. Better call. So, uh, you know, of course, it doesn't necessarily have to be someone who's in need of care. It could be kind of a cute thing. I don't know. You're, you could have your, your partner, your spouse uh, on one of these things. You look at your tie. You see like a blue light. Uh-oh. She's in a bad mood. I better I better come home late. It's the new version of mood rings, is what you're saying. <laughs> sort of, but but remote club, mood ring, right? But remote mood ring, and the mood ring is worn by the per, but not by the wearer, not by the moody person, but by the person who wants to know about the other person's mood. If that all makes sense. Uh, I like calling also, them a moody person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the tablet. Uh, there's also a tablet app that shows you all this data in detail, rather than just lighting up some. Uh, Christmas lights on your tie or, or necklace, but uh, that's kind of interesting. Now, speaking of the mood ring part, uh, there was another thing. I wish I could show you guys the picture uh, right now. It is on in, on my article on Tom'sGuide.com called "Smart Dress Necklace Light Up to Show Your Emotions." So, uh, audience, go check it out because there you can see the pictures and videos. There was a dress on display from a Dutch designer named Anouk. Weprecht. Uh and she was working with Intel and with Edison and she made this dress which looks like it's straight out of Alien and HR Geiger it's kind of like a little freaky looking and it has a whole bunch of blue LED lights on it and it also has a sensor like an EKG or an ECG they said I could use either one I think uh, and it also measures the wearer's mood but instead of transmitting it out to the cloud it changes the light pattern on the dress uh, to reflect the mood and it also has a little camera in the bodice uh, so that it can like if the, the dress wearer is feeling I don't know stressed out or not stressed out or something depending on how you program it it can take a picture of what was stressing her out now the most interesting feature about this this dress is it has kind of a self-defense mechanism if she feels panicked that someone is getting too close the LED lights are 120 watts or something and they will light up really brightly to tell a person to get away to go away like you're invading my personal space huh interesting 
to me, that kind of reminds me of those car alarms that they used to have where it would say, like, you've stepped too close to the car. You are get too away. close to the vehicle. Viper. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And this is this is with a dress. So uh, so kind of a, a neat a neat use of technology to be like, a, I don't know, a virtual pepper spray. Uh, you could almost say uh, another, of course, on the more practical end, they, someone was also showing a hard hat and inside the hard hat helmet was a uh, set of sensors that if the construction worker is wearing it falls or is breathing toxic gas or whatever, their manager back at the office gets alerted uh, and you can see where all your hard hat workers are. So, uh, you know, there's practical and then there's goofy uh, uses for for some of these things, but pretty neat. Of course, Edison doesn't have to just be used in clothes. I also saw a robot with Edison in it, which was kind of neat. And I saw a like a rocket that some that some kids are firing and then like it comes out of the rocket the sensor falls down and then it like keeps track of the weather uh or weather data or whatever as it's falling sure. uh so kind of neat use of internet of things stuff but of course that's for the maker community and you gotta which is fantastic uh and, but and for for anybody who's been following intel's uh participation in the internet of things arena edison is the replacement for quirk yep which was the platform that powered the uh the first and second generation galileo boards which are similar to an arduino but not (laughs) yep so it keeps it keeps advancing uh and really shows you where things can go uh so even if you're not someone who would actually be like have the expertise to buy an edison and use it i wish i did I would aspire to that, but uh, you can you're, you're going to see this type of technology coming really soon uh, in things that you use. Uh, what I think you're also going to see that's pretty cool. Uh, I'm not one who's typically sold on wireless charging. I think it's been kind of a ridiculous fad. Uh, but there's a new standard called Resonance, which Intel is backing, which we saw a lot of demos of, which could change my mind and hope maybe change yours. Uh, Today's wireless charging is is a bad joke because you have to – there are a couple of competing standards. Qi is a very common one. You can only have one charging pad for each charge device. The devices usually have to go into some type of a sleeve. By the time you set this whole thing up, it's like, why didn't I just plug this into the wall? It's not worth it. But – uh, resonance is going to use magnetic resonance, as its name implies. It's going to be able to go through at least two inches of material. So you could have it literally built into the bottom of a desk. You don't see it, but there's a hot spot of electricity basically on the top of the desk. It can support as many devices as can fit on it and, and you know use the maximum amount of power it delivers. And it's going to within, say, a year or so, be able to deliver enough power to actually power a laptop, which no wireless charging solution has ever been able to do. They're only been able to do, like, one phone at a time. So um, it's uh, it's pretty promising. I saw some great demos of that, which are, also, which are uh, on Laptop Mag, uh, where I saw it actually powering a laptop through a pretty thick uh, table. Um, that's That's pretty neat, of course. Uh, what of course wire, wires aren't dead, and the one wire to rule them all is USB C. 
the USB-C connector, we probably talked about this before, is a reversible connector for finally, after 20 years of USB, you're going to be able to plug something in and it doesn't matter. You're not going to, like every time for 20 years of my using a USB, I plug it in the wrong way and I have to turn around. This one, you're not going to have to turn around because either side is correct. Um, in addition to either side being correct, they're going to, USB-C will do away with the micro and mini and maxi sizes. There's only going to be one size of USB-C. And it's, and in conjunction with the connector, uh, although these are different developments, uh, there's going, you're going to see USB 3.1, uh, which is going to give you 10 gigabit speeds faster than the fastest SSD. And uh, you're going to also start to finally see my favorite, most anticipated technology, USB power delivery, which uh, promises to deliver 100 watts of power over a USB cable, uh, more than enough to power a laptop uh, over USB, meaning perhaps if the manufacturers get their act together, uh, the end of proprietary charging cables for notebooks uh, and you just use USB instead. So uh, really cool stuff. Uh, of course, Intel being Intel, they also showed off uh, their, they also showed off a video of Skylake, not a video, they showed a small demo of Skylake, the next uh, processor architecture uh, that they're doing, which is going to be due in the second half of 2015. Uh, so that will probably be, you know, today we're on the fourth generation core. Uh, starting in the spring, we're going to be getting uh, Broadwell, which is a code name for the fifth generation core i3, 5, and 7. And then Haswell is what comes, uh, not Haswell, then Skylake is what comes after Broadwell. Now, if all of this happens according to the schedule that Intel released, it's going to be a little weird because we still don't have Broadwell, and we're going to be getting that in the spring. And then if this comes out in the second half of 2015 and also comes out for desktops and notebooks, it's going to wipe out – it's going to Osborne, the technical term for make, uh, make quickly make obsolete uh, Broadwell within a few months. But I don't, I don't believe that – it's really going to be out with, with, uh, within six months of, of Broadwell, so that probably won't be a problem, but theoretically it could be. Very cool stuff. I, I am excited for one about USB-C yeah. um, and, and just the Internet of Things, so long as it doesn't become I everything. Uh, it should be fun. It should be a really cool thing to just interact with everyday objects in a new and exciting way. So. Uh, I'm looking forward to all of that stuff. Obviously, you have all of this documented, well-documented on your website. Go ahead and give them your contacts and let people check that out. So if you want to read about the Internet of Things stuff uh, or the, uh, the Internet of Things stuff, uh, check out my article about, or USB. Check out my articles about those on tomsguide.com. If you want to read about wireless charging or about Skylake, the new platform, uh, check it out on laptopmag.com. And if you want to follow me where I tweet about all of these things and more, uh, follow me at, at Geek in Chief. Very good. Abram, always a pleasure to have you on. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Talk to you next week.
This week's Extra Life on F5 Live is proudly powered by Origin by Electronic Arts. If you haven't heard about Origin yet, it is time you get yourself familiar with one of the best digital gaming platforms out on the web right now. And they have a bunch of great games, a bunch of great features, but my favorite thing, just because it makes you a little bit twitchy, Sims 4. Out right now, it's been out for about a week and uh, about two weeks, actually. Two weeks, yeah. Sims 4 Digital Deluxe. They're so smart, it's weird. Except they can't get out of the, the box you put them in without a window and a fireplace. Yeah, they're not, Aside from they're not that, smart enough to break walls and things. Thank goodness. But they are so smart, it's weird. You can get the life of the party and up all night bonus content and more Which in the of course origin. course, you will be. Yes. If you download The Sims 4, <laughs> in you the will be up all night. Origin exclusive digital deluxe. And guess what? Okay, we get it. You're mad they don't have pools. I understand. I encourage you, though, to try out the game anyway. Buy it right now. Play it. If you don't like it, this is the only place that this is true. Origin's great game guarantee says if you don't love it, return it. They will give you your money back. You can go get something else that you like. So you can try wonderful. it. You can try it. You can try the game out. It's not a trial. You actually buy the game. If you hate it, that's okay. Get something else. So check that out. Check out a bunch of the free games in EA's Game Time and on the uh, on the house and a bunch of other great deals on Origin by EA by going to f5live.tv slash Origin. So speaking of The Sims 4, yeah. uh, EA at Maxis, I guess I should say, uh, has a great sense of humor, and they know that their games have had a uh, piracy problem over the years, and they've worked yes. to make it less and less and less. And uh, in, in this version, uh, there's an interesting thing. If it detects that it's been pirated, rather than just like shutting the game down, every time uh, one of The Sims goes into blur mode. So whether they're going to the bathroom or taking a shower or whatever, uh, the little blur gets bigger mm-hmm. and um, doesn't ever go away. So it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger until the whole world is engulfed in blur. <laughs> it's fantastic. I think it's great. Go support developers that you like. Buy the games direct. Buy them new. Do not buy them used. And support the games that you love. It's how people get paid. So moving right along, speaking of getting paid... Oh boy, someone's about to get paid. Microsoft was rumored for like 10 days to be buying Mojang, the makers behind Minecraft, for what was estimated to be about $2 billion. It turns out they're going to announce this tomorrow. That's Monday for those not watching or listening tonight on Sunday. $2.5 billion to pick up Minecraft. And the internet is ablaze with Clippy is about to invade Minecraft. I see that you're trying to play Minecraft. <laughs> what would you like to do? And would you like to download a better game? And There's a link to Origin. <laughs> and they're mad. Play that The Sims 4, where <laughs> the graphics don't suck. Sorry, I'm not a fan of Minecraft. Yeah, I don't understand why. It's not the graphics, Scott. It's not the point. You have to rate the graphics a one out of five because there are none. But. I didn't particularly like 8-bit graphics when the technology required it. I certainly don't like it today. Now, the internet also says that Minecraft will, will be screwed up by Microsoft forever. And you really shouldn't buy a game that's already been past its peak in popularity. Yeah, because because take a look at 
at Bungie without Microsoft. Oh, wait. Right. Destiny turns out to be a bit of a disaster. Oops. <laughs> so. I think. The, the world seems to be about the size of our office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although, I did find a little secret area earlier today <laughs> that opened up the map like crazy. I didn't even know it existed. And like three people apparently knew about it. I don't know what happened. Either way. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Point is. I think this is an amazing idea for reasons that regular gamers don't understand. And I don't want to say it like that because I'm a gamer. You're a gamer. We love games. I love games. Huge gamer. But you got to look at things from a bigger picture. And a lot of people who are pro Minecraft and play Minecraft on a PC or Xbox yet are anti-Microsoft don't understand this. I I don't understand that. They don't understand that it's more than just the game. There's a lot to Minecraft. There's licensing, and there's, there's, uh, I mean, from Kmart alone, you go to Kmart, and there's plushies, and there's shirts, and there's backpacks, and there's shoes, and there's all this stuff. That doesn't speak highly of the brand, though. But that's money. For the three stores that are left and the eight people that shop at them. Okay, Kmart was a bad example. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's not Walmart. That's not the world's Sears. best example. Sears is also Sears a bad is example. Owned by Kmart. JC Penney, Macy's, all these pl- maybe not Macy's, but all these places <laughs> have all of these licensing deals with Minecraft. You can okay, buy like, do they? plushies and decals and like all this stuff. It's insane. Interesting. Um, I don't know that I've ever seen any official Minecraft merchandise. At all. My son's got a bunch of stuff. Does he? Um, from the little creeper guy that you can move around to like little dynamite blocks. He's obsessed with the game. He knows. Okay. Fun fact. At three years old, this kid knew how to use the redstone in the game, which is like IO stuff. In and out stuff. You can program things to open and doors to open. He's able to open doors, create mathematical problems, like all through the redstone. It's insane. It's teaching stuff, which is so cool. I don't understand it. Anyway, doesn't matter. Point is... Uh, what was I saying? Okay, so there's Legos, uh, there's mini games, there's cereal, there's computer mice that have Minecraft on them. Lego makes sense to me. Yeah. I mean, that kind of goes together, right? I'm all bored with that. And then we talked about this, I think it was a year ago. The United Nations asked Minecraft to help them out, create a new way to do urban development in less fortunate areas. So they're using the game to plan out cities. And then you have complex mathematical and science equations built into the game where people are recreating a 100 megabyte hard drive, a working 100 megabyte hard drive through Minecraft. Mm -hmm. So it's like some cool stuff around. Yeah, there's some cool stuff around the game. And it's been proven that you got a team of developers who actually care about the game. They're putting work into it. They're creating things. They're fixing problems. They're responding and and they're developing a game for people to play, not to pocket themselves because they could charge you know ninety dollars for this game and people would buy it well that's not necessarily proof that they care about well there's the game it's merely proof that they care about what they do wherever they are fair they may not care about the product that's possible but they have personal standards now interestingly enough uh notch the creator and founder of minecraft about two years ago is a bit of a jerk is a bit of a jerk (laughs) and went on record after all of the success that Minecraft had for 
PC. 15 million units sold coming up on here, or a little bit past that. Said, got an email from Microsoft, wanted to help certify Minecraft for Windows 8. I told them to stop trying to ruin the PC as an open platform. And instantly in that moment, I said, okay, you're in the same realm as Gabe now. You can go over there. Because you are like Amy's Baking Company. You don't understand reality. You can be with her and Gabe and live in that bubble. That's fine. Because all Microsoft wanted to do was to take a game that was successful, that already ran on their platform, and run it through their tests to, to prove that it works well on Windows 8. They didn't, they didn't want a Metro version of the game. No. They, j- they just wanted to be able to say, we're not having problems with this game on Windows 8. So that he could continue to sell the game. And Windows 8.1, 8 and 8.1 is made for games. Right. Oh my gosh, it's made for games. And we forget that the Xbox 360 version of Minecraft broke records for non-disc games. Just shut down the Microsoft Store for an hour at launch day. Microsoft Store, inoperable. People were trying to download this game. 8 million units we're coming up on. Now we have an Xbox One version, a PS3, a PS4 version. We're, we're expanding. So now, 2.5... I seem to remember him very vocally saying that he would never do an Xbox One game. I remember that. Hmm. And look what happened. Like $5 I, upgrade. Jerk. <laughs> so it seems like money might change people. I don't know. It, it. Aside from Notch, I think this is a great idea for Microsoft to get behind, even though it's some people have said... It's eclipsed its peak. I think it's not even there yet. I think too many people still don't have the game. You think about how many PC gamers there are. Like There was, what, 45 million? Something I like that? see less of it showing up at conventions. Uh, cosplays and stuff. I see less mm. of it showing up. Yeah. Which means that it's certainly losing its interest in its core demo. That's true. Which isn't a good sign for it. But that's that's not the point. I, uh, Facebook has paid tens and hundreds of millions of dollars for studios to shut up, for uh, development studios to shut them down. I mean, just because they're trying to purchase a couple of talented developers, obviously we have talented developers here who care right. about what they're doing. Whether they care about the product they're working on or not is irrelevant. They obviously care about what they're doing. And so for Microsoft, at the very least, to purchase a game studio full of talented, dedicated developers. You do it. Yeah, that I mean, that alone is all that matters, even if this game is on its way down. uh, What we saw, you know, Bungie was exclusive with Microsoft. They made four titles in the Halo world and the Halo sales started to dip. What happened? They shifted things around. They gave it to another studio. Halo sales went up. And then they went off and did their own thing and have been successful standalone. You know. So Minecraft may not be the point of this. It might not be. Or it might be. Who Maybe knows? we want to see Minecraft on Windows Phone. I mean, they already have a pocket edition that isn't Minecraft on Windows Phone. It's, the, it's a spinoff version. Uh-huh. Why not put the real game on Windows Phone? You might see Windows Phone sales go through the roof. And and this, who knows, that this team may not be the ones that do it. That's possible. I mean, so 
for the Xbox 360 version, it's not Mojang doing it. It's 4J Studios. It's a different... Now, they're working closely together. They're, of course. But it's not the same studio putting out the, the console versions right. and pretty much all the console versions. So, so to have the ability to just direct the future of the platform of the of the franchise is important because i agree halo is microsoft studios have come and go and continue to be successful with it and that could be what their plans are here minecraft could be microsoft and studios can flow through to keep it fresh because it's at a certain point uh ask anybody who's played uh a call of duty game at some point one studio being in in charge really ruins the game and for call of duty it's gotten a little bigger than that activision being in charge has made the game stale but if you can keep new blood coming through a franchise uh you can you can keep it successful so even if it is on its way down bringing some new blood into the thing maybe getting rid of our crazy product head may help bring sales back up. Now, Who interestingly, knows? you mentioned New Blood. 4J Studios came up with the concept of, instead of letting people just mod their own skins, let's go ahead and get grab some licensing deals. Let's bring in some skin packs for your guys. Now we got, like, Marvel and we got Disney. And mm-hmm. Not maybe not Disney, but we got a bunch of, like, 16 different... Well, if we have Marvel, we should I don't know see what we Disney coming in the future. But we have, like, Halo-themed. We have uh, superhero-themed. We have a bunch of different things. Obviously, the Halo theme is just on the Xbox platform. Indeed. <laughs> but And people pay a couple bucks to sure. get the skin pack, and now they're residual income, and it's new, and it's exciting, and people mm-hmm. buy the packs to have the different themes. Now you pay money to get different uh, textures on the world that you're paying a couple bucks for instead of on the PC version where it's all just free mod. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, we need to monetize this thing. And now they're doing it, and it's working for them. They're breaking records every day. So there you go. So there's there's what happens when you bring new blood into a studio no or idea. into a franchise. Ideas happen. So I, yeah, I think I think for the franchise this will be good. Um, there's no telling what a Windows Phone version might do, uh, either for good or bad, or or a Surface version. You know, uh, a Metro not, side, yeah, a Metro who side knows? version. That I wouldn't mind that because you. Well, I mean, if you built it as a universal thing, it would work for both. Right. That would be pretty cool. a whole bunch of things you can do. The potential is limitless, especially if Microsoft owns the brand. Yeah, and if you can tie all of the disconnected worlds together, it's even better. I agree. So, I mean, putting out Windows Phone and uh, Metro, you can tie into Xbox Live, which means you can literally tie into your existing... uh, worlds and games and all of that via the cloud store there's some exciting potential so tomorrow we'll know if it's official 2.5 billion dollars mojang picked up by microsoft a lot of money it's no skype money that's for sure more than instagram this week's news from the tubes on f5 live is proudly powered by riff tracks make fun of movies <laughs> or let the professionals do it because that's what you pay them for the guys who used to do Mystery Science Theater 3000 are back and doing what they do best, making fun of movies. From blockbusters to, let's go with Sharknado this week. Sharknado! <laughs> They've got a little bit of everything for everyone. The way it normally works is for 3 or $4. You download the MP3, play it along with your DVD, Netflix, Amazon, wherever you have the movie, and laugh, and, and laugh, laugh, and, and laugh. laugh. Wow, you did 
a little bit like Disembodio there. It was, I don't like it. I would love to get them to do Disembodio saying and laugh and then retire your participation there. Because you know Disembodio doing it would be awesome. Yes. <laughs> I'm out of a job. But you could do it with Disembodio. All right, anyway, good. Uh, but from time to time, they change things up and they do a live event. They've got one coming up October 30th and November 4th. They are doing what this time? It was Godzilla last time, and this time it is Anaconda. Anaconda! <laughs> I I had to run through a sci-fi original film. Run through it, right? Yeah, you got it. And all of Sh my voices that I've been doing. Sharknado. Yep. Anaconda. Got it. Anaconda! Um, it's good. <laughs> the, they'll be doing it live on the 30th and a replay on the 4th. Uh, if you want to go see it with us, let us know. Uh, we'll probably be doing it at uh, Citrus Park again because the theater works out really well. Um, and to find out all the other theaters that are available and to download the MP3s, you can go to f5live.tv slash Tracks hmm. with an X. I like that. It's good. That was a little frightening. Anaconda. Yeah. It's, I got that. That's good. It makes me feel better about myself. Um, so. So. Here's a continuation story. So. So. Bitcoin. Is dead. No, just kidding. It's not hacked this time. Um, wow, we're covering a Bitcoin story that doesn't involve being hacked. No, we still we're still covering a Bitcoin story about hackers, just not oh. that Bitcoin itself was being hacked. In fact, it's Damn. just that the email address <laughs> from the founder of Bitcoin has been hacked. <sighs> you, I, re I really thought we were going to get away with that one. You wrote a three day long expose <laughs> on what happened with Newsweek coming <laughs> back to print. Chasing down this red herring of a guy, taking him to lunch, only to find out he just wanted a free lunch. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I was uninvolved in this, and I didn't know Newsweek was still in business. Right. I. So we covered that, and people are, are trying to find out who invented Bitcoin. I don't know why people care about this. If the guy wanted to be anonymous, or girl, or team of people... I don't know. If they wanted to be anonymous, they have every right to be. They are not a publicly traded company, nor are they a government official. Leave them the hell alone. They're not a nothing. That they created that's a the thing. thing. They're they're nothing. Just as far because as it's a, any entity is concerned. Just because it's a popular thing doesn't mean they have you have a right to go anything. track them. Doesn't mean you have a right they, to anything. They don't need to speak to you. And if they or want to, to be acknowledge your existence. Right. And you don't have a right to acknowledge theirs if they don't want you to. So this is happening. Hackers have gotten into what we know as the founder's email to be Satoshi Nakamoto. Say that right? Mm hmm They got into his email and they said, okay. I we like the way you said it, though. Yeah? yeah. Is it good? Yeah, I like right, it. Cool. I mean, it was no... Story Wata. Oh, no. oh, yeah. that's, that's a whole different <laughs> Where you thing. really get into it, but I liked it. Every time that there's a, a name in a language, I try to at least try to say it as it should be said. Is that what that's supposed to be? I try. Okay. I fail, but I, you know how uh, the CEO of Sony, Cass Harai, wears a cowboy hat every time he's here? It's the same thing. I'm trying to pay respect. It's not Kaz Harai who does that. It's uh, it's Naoki from... That's the one. <laughs> Whatever. But they all do. Like They all come over and they wear the cowboy hat because Western. Not that Western. Anyway, so... 
Look it up. It's true. You guys think I'm crazy, but this is fact. Konami is known for it. Yeah. So, hackers have said, we've gotten into the email address. We have Satoshi's documents, passwords, and IP addresses. We will we will publish them when this Bitcoin address, and they listed five different addresses you can send Bitcoin payment to, reaches 25 Bitcoin. So, it's like... Which is a tremendous amount of money. 500 bucks trading per Bitcoin. So, times 25. It's a lot of money. Yeah. It's a lot of money for an IP address. Yeah. That might not be what, f- real. 15,000-ish? 25 times 5? I don't know. It's a lot of money. Yeah, it's crazy. So, here, here's what we don't know. We don't know if this guy, girl, or group of people are real. We don't know if the IP addresses and documents are real. We've seen snippets. Just like they did with the whole celebrity scandal snippets first. I'm just leaving it at that. We took a week off, and it's the best thing we could have done. Yeah. In hindsight. I could have had fun making fun of iCloud getting hacked. So we've seen snippets. Could be Photoshop. Could be faked. We don't know. Who knows that when we give this, whoever gives this 25 Bitcoin, they just walk away. it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Obviously, it's going to happen. They just walk away with people it. People are dumb. People are dumb. Of course, they're just going to walk away with it. Now, that's not true for the celebrity scandal. They asked for a certain amount, got it, and then leaked them. So, whatever. I mean, it's, it, can, it can go either way. Depending on who the hackers are, it can go either way. So, so here's the thing about this. Yeah. Go I on. I don't believe that they have the information. I that's, don't either. That's the difference. I think this guy or girl or group of people, don't know what to call it, is purposefully being uh, discreet. Yeah, and and I don't think that the the person or people involved would have slipped. We we know that they have actively used Tor to to hide their identity. I do not believe, and obviously they're they're talented in the security realm. Because that's what Bitcoin is. Right. It is a real-world example of what security technology can do. It's a cryptocurrency. Crypto meaning security. It's cryptology. It's not... I mean, obviously they're talented in security. I don't think they will would have slipped. Or not configure their Tor network properly, which was right. the hackers are claiming. Right. There's no way. It, it just does not seem realistic to me. Mm-mm. Maybe... They let the account expire, and they finally got into it because they were able to, like, backdoor something and get into an email address. But I think that's as far as they might have gotten. I don't think that, A, I don't think there's anything in the email address. No. B, I don't think there's any IP addresses attached to the email address. C, I don't think there's any incriminating information that's left through breadcrumbs. They knew what they were doing. And, and like, even if it was, the information that you have is an IP address. And according to this, dating back to 2010. Right. To be able to cross-reference a physical location to an IP address from four years ago is not easy if possible. And if you're doing it right, you're running it through a VPN anyway. I was going to say, and it's not like they were going to be on their own network anytime they were accessing anything like this. They were using a neighbor's unsecure Wi-Fi or, you know, they were using something. They're going to the local Starbucks and whatever. It, 
at no point do I think, as much as I think Bitcoin is a silly thing and whatever, that doesn't matter. They've proven themselves to be talented. Competent, yeah. I don't. I don't think they would have slipped like this. And even if they did, the slip is almost untraceable because they didn't slip from home. So the warning of you are not safe, you need to get out of where you are as soon as possible before these people harm you, maybe you should probably stay there because you're probably not in the same spot, number one. And number two, no one's going to trace you to the spot of which you are in. Because logic. But maybe. Who knows? We're going to obviously have an answer here by the end of tomorrow. I mean, this just happened. So 25, let's, so it's 25 times 5. Yeah, okay. Or, I'm sorry, I'm doing wrong math. 25 Bitcoin times 500, right? Yeah. It's a lot of money. How much is it? I did math wrong. I have too many commas in my number. 25 <laughs> times 500. I thought I did that. $12,500. Yeah. It's a pretty, pretty hefty chunk of change yeah. for an IP address. So they're obviously going to get this money. They're obviously going to buy guns on it on Silk Road. With it on Silk Road. Or whatever they do. I don't know. Or Instagram, as it turns out. Uh, yep. I saw that. It's strange. Hmm. I, I, I can honestly say I've never gone to the dark side of the web. I've never went down that road. And I don't really intend to anytime soon. No. I'm cool not going down there. Yeah. I know it exists. I know where it's at. Nah, I'm cool not even. Everything the light touches. <laughs> right? Right? Okay. That's me. Really? Chilling. Okay. Is that, I mean, is that not exactly what this is? Pride Rock? Yeah. This is Pride Rock. Over there where the hyenas are. Whoopi Goldberg. She's over there. Right over there. Whoopi Goldberg is one to avoid. <laughs> so. Uh, I'm staying over here. Everything the light touches is our kingdom. You must never go there, Simba. It's, that's me. Not over there. Over here. At 5live.tv. <laughs> not on tour. Not happening. Uh-uh. Apparently not on special hashtags on Instagram. Right. F55.tv. That's a thing. This week's DRM not included on F5 Live is proudly powered by Xbox Music. If you want to listen to music about the sex, drugs, and rock and roll available apparently on Instagram, <laughs> you can do so on Xbox Music. No matter what platform you're on iOS, Android, Windows Phone, Windows 8, uh, Xbox 360, uh, Xbox One or just a web browser, you can get unlimited streaming for $9.99 a month. And for those times when you're in a place where you don't have an internet connection, no problem, you get unlimited downloads as well. And we've got a deal for you. Instead of paying monthly for $99.90, that's 10 months worth of payments, you can get 12 months worth of unlimited streaming and unlimited downloads. The wonderful thing is that Xbox Music has one of the largest selections of streaming music, and you can play whatever you want, with and without censorship. Uh, one of my favorite albums has two different versions, than the radio edit and the non-radio edit. You can get it all by going to f5live.tv slash Xbox Music. If we're going to talk about 
tour and Instagram. We're going to do it. Might as well just do it. Quick aside, just because we're talking about that. I got to say this. So I, I am all for the internet and what it is. I think it's amazing. I think free internet is a thing that needs to stay. 100%. Free internet? Internet. The free internet. Free, not you pay. Internet should not be censored. There you go. The free internet. Freedom of internet. 19th Amendment. Whatever it is. Doesn't matter. Point is, what I don't like, though, is that I can go on a very popular news publication right now and learn exactly how to deal drugs on Instagram. Yes. Quite frightening, especially that there are a lot of people who are into tech who are much, much younger than we are Mm -hmm. getting into tech things and discovering this type of information. It's exactly why I feel like criminals are not smart enough to have a cable subscription and watch the Discovery Channel and watch that I almost got away with it enough times that they could put together a perfect heist. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? Problems. Problems with things. Yeah, I didn't like the fact, for example, that I think it was PC World published some of the hashtags. Yeah. I stumbled upon one the it's other like, night, and what? I didn't even know. Accidentally, before this article was even posted. Oh, really? Stumbled upon one on Sarah Underwood's Instagram, one of the commenters. There you go. Let's just bring it all together. Interesting. On one of the commenters, it was one of the hashtags. I'm like, really? Whatever for sale? Because I'm not going to say it. You click on it, and it was like, sure enough, just lists with addresses and Bitcoin addresses and QR links and... I'm like, dude, this is for real? Instagram. Yeah. We should not be posting how to go on the selling side of that at all. Yeah. I mean, even the the subreddit for Bitcoin, when people are like, I want to get into Silk Road. Can you guys help me out how to get started with a Bitcoin wallet? And they're like, no, dude. We're not even touching that. Like, if, if Reddit won't talk about it, you shouldn't talk about it as a publication. Absolutely. I'll tell you, it is not just drugs that instagram has gotten themselves into. i am well aware you can stumble across some really frightening hashtags anyway so in non scary news oh man how's that yeah let's do that let's get into uh disney the f- full other side disney is scary of the world a different kind of scary <laughs> let's let's go to the other side of the world and talk about disney or not exactly disney but espn uh Television is changing. We know it. We've been talking about it. Us and Avram, uh, you know, time delayed programming and appointment, the the kind of the end of appointment television and that type of thing. Uh, and the group of people who are pushing that is, is uh, kind of known as the cord cutters. They've discovered that there's a way that so long as you don't have to see it right away, you can ditch cable and entirely legally uh, watch almost all programming later. Fantastic. You've got Netflix and Hulu, um, you know, because CBS isn't part of that. You've got CBS.com and and things like that where you can 100% legally watch the content uh, without a cable subscription. Ish. There's one genre that doesn't work out for. Yeah, so there's there's a number of things that that aren't available in there. We've talked about HBO a lot. If you don't have a cable subscription, you're you're screwed on HBO right now. Uh, Showtime is the same way. Uh, but one of the big brands that everybody knows is ESPN, 
And so ESPN is the same way. You also cannot watch ESPN content without a cable subscription. And for cord cutters, that's frustrating. It is. And so so uh, the, the president of ESPN recently spoke to Recode in which he talked about the very realistic possibility of an ESPN-branded streaming service coming soon. Yay! No. Uh, uh, he says, and, and this is a quote from him, I do want to be clear. We are not looking to disrupt our linear channels and the content that's owned in that. We're going to acquire new content and new kinds of things to go direct to consumers. Now, so they tried this. Uh, so they, they got their hand into streaming back when they tried ESPN 360. Mm-hmm. And they said, Monday Night Football will do like eight other cams that you can select and click on. It was so cool. And then they axed it because they didn't know what they were doing. Then they tried ESPN 3, which is now tied to the Watch ESPN. So ESPN 3 content, you can watch two or three things a day for free. It's there. But you can't get that stuff on the TV and vice versa. Right. Until you subscribe and log in with your cable provider. And then you can get all the other ESPN, ESPN 2, you, everything. Right. Plus ESPN 3. Now they're saying... We're going to find, we're going to stream FRC, robotics competition, a new content, direct to consumers. Which would be wonderful. Which would be wonderful. But (laughs) I'd love to get on that team. But do you know how many people would pay a full cable subscription to ESPN to get their Monday Night Football streamed direct without having to deal with Bright House? Bad example, because Bright House, I mean, not many. Comcast. Right. So... So here, here's the problem with that. Let's let's talk about, we'll use the NFL as a great example. The season's going. So we'll talk about the NFL. Um, let's say ESPN creates a good streaming service that would give you access to the NFL. Well, the NFL has an exclusive deal with Verizon Wireless, that only Verizon wireless subscribers can watch NFL content on a mobile phone in the United States. So that streaming service would not be available on wireless, (sighs) which is where a lot of people want the content. And if you're not a Verizon subscriber, you can't get it period. Now it's possible that ESPN could go to the NFL and work out a new contract, but not until Verizon's contract is up, which is not for 2035. I think think there's another four years at least legitimately on the contract. Um, I think we wrote about it a long time ago. I meant to go look for it. Um, It's it's not going to happen anytime soon. And then you've got, let's you... uh, Let's switch gears completely and go uh, NASCAR. Well, we know Sprint has an exclusive on that, obviously. It's the Sprint Cup. Obviously, Sprint has an exclusive on that content. So ESPN could also not stream uh, anything NASCAR on mobile. (sighs) Okay. Uh, I don't know. Baseball. Oh, no. 
MLB has their own streaming service. Okay, so we can't ESPN can't do baseball. And so you see why a streaming service from ESPN is unlikely and possibly impossible. ESPN had the opportunity, let's say five years ago. It's a bad number. But let's just say five years ago to put a stranglehold on all of these services and locking them in. Yes. To ESPN being a thing. And they said, nope, we're going to stick our hands in all the cable company pots instead. Yep. They had the opportunity to scoop in NBA, NHL, MLB, NFL, all into one thing. We could have just done it, signed deals with all the wireless subscribers, signed deals with all the cable providers, and done it. Been done, and everyone would be happy. But That's again, not the world we're in today. This is proof. Hulu Plus is a good example of this. That Disney has no clue what they're involved in. Yeah. And it, it sucks, and, honestly, for consumers. And so ESPN has been around, I think, now something something like 30 years. And so they're sometime in the 80s. 77 was the first uh, Sports Center broadcast. So, yeah. Really? Yeah, I have that number in my head. Chris Berman and the whole. Yeah, don't. It's, Interesting. They just had what, their anniversary. Was it, was it a full network at that point? Don't know. Okay. Well, whatever. The numbers I have in my head. 30 plus years yeah, long ESPN's time. been around. And that is all you need to know to know that ESPN is part of the broadcasters group. They're set in their ways uh, in the same way that ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox are set in their ways and prove it all the time. Um, ESPN is in there. I mean, being part of Disney doesn't help, but even if they were still standalone, I think ESPN would still be part of the we're afraid to change our business model mindset. It's why you got you know DirecTV, Sunday Ticket, right? It took up to two years ago for them to finally say, hey, there's there can be a version you can buy Without having to have DirecTV, but you're going to pay a lot of money for it. You're going to pay 350 bucks or 250 bucks mm-hmm. to either watch it on a, a mobile device or all devices. You're going to pay for it because I got to kick back money to DirecTV. I got to kick back money to the NFL. I got you're going to pay, and it took that long to get that. Uh-huh. Now we're talking about more than one sport. More than one broadcast, more so, than one channel, more than one language. So if you are hoping to be able to stream ESPN anytime soon, uh, keep your fingers crossed that Dish Network is able to get their um, online yeah. cable company off the ground. And if they can if they can pull that off, then that is going to be your one and only solution for ESPN content on the web, period. You know what sucks, Scott? All um, kinds of things. It, for real. Uh, I do not have any DVRs in my house at this point now. They're just straight boxes. And the only thing, two things, I watch on TV mm-hmm. is WWE and ESPN. Everything else is through Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Redbox, uh, download, stream, CBS, stuff, goes on. Everything else because I have to have ESPN. I'm a big sports guy. I have to have ESPN to get watch ESPN, which I watch on my mobile devices. And I have to have it to watch the live games. I can't watch live games without the cable subscription. So I have it just for that. 
It sucks. Interesting, because <laughs> over the last couple of months, I've been trying to figure out why I have cable. That's I just had that conversation with the wife last week. Why do we have cable? ESPN. That's it. That's all I got. I mean, well, yes, sports. Right. Sports things. So that's why. That's it. Done. I don't have it for anything else. Nothing else is on TV. I'm clicking through channels. I'm watching Prison Break right now on Netflix. That's the show I'm watching at nighttime on primetime. That show stopped being produ- produced seven years ago. <laughs> and I'm watching it in HD now, which it didn't have back then. They reformatted the whole thing, and now I get it in, in Super HD. It's amazing. So, I mean. I'm watching Boston Legal. This is what I'm talking about, right? This is the example of that. I, I, that's I, I feel most people who want ESPN as a standalone service are in the same boat I am. They have cable because they have to. They have satellite because they have to. Or they went with DirecTV because I can get football too. Hooray. It's frustrating. Big football. Big football. Yeah. Football on your phone. Okay. I'm not going to help you with that one. You know what I'm talking about. Football on your phone. I'm not going to help you with this one. Pretend I don't know what we're talking about. (laughs) But you do. That's our show. It sure is. Ran a little long, but that's okay. Chock full of tech news for you. That's that's how we do it. A lot of people say they talk about tech news, but they don't. A lot of intel. I liked it. Yeah. There's so much. Go check that stuff out. LaptopMag.com, Tomsguy.com, at Geek in Chief. Avram Pilch, always a pleasure to have him on the show. I give him a hard time, but I seriously love the guy. And I think he knows it. I've been a big fan of the Galileo boards. Yeah. Um, and and what can be accomplished with them? We've got a we've got a good friend of ours that's built all kinds of crazy stuff with with Netduinos and uh, and Galileo boards. And so to know that Intel has really kind of doubled down on it, and that there's a new generation of the the processor. And we're seeing these processors go from this three-year time frame to now like eight months we're having new processors. Yeah. Which is frustrating to the builders, but great for technology. You're just constantly, oh, we got something better. Cool, let's go. Let's go. Let's get this thing done. And that's what we need right now is, is rapid progression. Like back to the old days. Yeah, man. This is good stuff. F5Live.tv. Go subscribe to the shows. Pilch Point. 3000 Brigade Podcast. Go check that out. The nightcap coming up next here on the show. What gadget are you regretting you got rid of? Tweet us, engage us, subscribe to us on Twitter at Plug Hits Live, Facebook F5 Live, Plug Hits Live Radio, on Google Plus Plug Hits Live, on YouTube Plug Hits Live. We have a bunch of content, more in store. Don't forget to stay tuned for the nightcap. That's going to be fun. Can't wait. I know mine. Do you know yours? I got mine. It's going to blow your mind. You'll get to start then. All right, cool. I'll be <laughs> thinking about yours. You don't You don't throw too many tech projects That's, my, that's yeah. my problem. Yeah. I tend to keep stuff. I got married. That was the worst decision for my tech collection. <laughs> Send the hate mail. <laughs> On behalf of the staff that's not here, I'm Nick. And I'm Scott. And we will see you guys next week ciao bye as long as we still have the technology to do it I might throw it away just saying I'm not going to
Let's be honest. I love cameras. <laughs>